Hello, everyone, and welcome to Def Star Radio. I'm Lorenzino Estrada, along with my co-pilot, Christopher Howley. Chris, how are you today? I'm great. we got some interesting Star Wars video game news. Yeah, I feel like we don't really talk about video games as often on the channel in terms of maybe compared to the books or the movies or even the TV shows, but we finally got some Star Wars gaming news today, so that's very exciting. And... The release of Star Wars Squadrons comes on October 2nd of this year for $40. It's going to be a new game, Chris, completely focused on Star Fighter Assault. What do you think about that? You know, my initial my initial thoughts on, you know, they released a trailer a couple of days ago, and then today when the EA Play live stream was the, they released some more gameplay. And, you know, they talked about it on Monday being first person, and we saw the gameplay today. I think it's got a lot of potential. I mean, being a Star Wars fan, of course, I've played a bunch of Star Wars games, and if we're talking about the most, the more recent games, Battlefront Two, and when it came to space battles and starfighters, it was, to be completely honest with you, horrible. I, I did not like it, and you know, I'm interested to see if this changes my mind because space battles just seem like a very hard thing to do in video games. And initially, I think it's got a lot of potential. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think when you kind of think about this type of game, it very much falls in line with like racing games uh, almost. And for me, at least, those games have never been interesting. But I remember playing Star Wars Rogue Squadron when I was young. I played it on the PC and that game was so addicting. It was pretty simple, pretty straightforward, but it was one of those first games that I played that really got me into Star Wars and kind of like, you know, ingrained into the whole universe so I'm excited for this game. Um, I'm going to play it no matter what because it's Star Wars, of course. But I, st- I think it's one of these games where you're really going to have to get your hands on the controller and play it to see how you like it. It's very hard to judge the gameplay of this game, you know, just from simply from a trailer, you know. But I'm excited uh, with kind of like the flexibility that it has. And personally, I think that it could be the introduction to Star Wars in terms of esports. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more with you. And like you said, why I was using the word potential is this really is a game that you have to play to really, you know, Jedi Fallen Order came out. We knew that game, whether the gameplay was good or not, was going to have a story that's going to be good. Not the, and Star Wars Squadron has stated that they're going to have a campaign, but, you know, Jedi Fallen Order, you kind of knew what you were getting. This game is kind of up in the air. We're going to have to see what we're getting and, Frankly, I'm excited for it. I'm glad that I won't be having to pay 60 bucks for it, to be honest with you. But uh, it looks exciting to begin with. Yeah, I definitely think that's one of the um, the good factors about this game. It's like, you know, you're not going to put those $60 into it. It's still $40, but I mean, $20 less for a game that could have a long shelf life in terms of how EA goes forward, EA and Motive go forward in terms of the multiplayer and whether or not they're going to you know, continue to update the game, whether it's quality of life or uh, patches or even like adding new maps. So I think it's going to be real interesting. And you mentioned that there is a story for this game and it takes place after uh, Return of the Jedi. And we're going to be following two starfighter pilots, one from the Empire and one from the Rebels or I guess the New Republic. And not a lot of people have been saying that this game, the campaign is not going to be very long. But Chris, what are your expectations for the for like the campaign going forward? Frankly, I mean, if we're talking about to comment on your your comment about it not being very long, 
I kind of hope it's not long. If this is a game that that is strictly you're in this you're in the X wing or you're in the Tie fighter, you're in the Starfighter. Um, I'm kind of hoping it's not very long because how many missions can you do in a ship? Yeah. That where it doesn't just get keep continuing and being repetitive and you know what I'm expecting is just an interesting addition to Star Wars canon. You know, this really reminds me of Alphabet Squadron, which is really ironic because Shadowfall comes out what in a week, which is the sequel to Alphabet Squadron in the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it reminds me a lot of that. I'm excited to explore the New Republic era right before the Empire really fell. So that's going to be really exciting. And I really like how it looks like you're going to be able to customize your character in the campaign. So, you know, it, the story will most likely be canon known, knowing, you know, recent Star Wars games. But um, you'll, able to put, you'll be able to put your own character in canon. And I think that'll be very interesting. Um, but... Like I said before, I'm just hoping it's not very long because unless they find, you know, interesting ways to get you engaged, mm-hmm. I'm okay with it being short because this game is not for a campaign. I'm honestly shocked there is a campaign. Yeah, and I and I think that touches on the flexibility that you and me mentioned earlier about being able to customize your character, kind of like put yourself into the Star Wars universe. That's something that we haven't really seen in terms of um, like new canon video games for Star Wars. So I think that'll be really interesting and that'll maybe make it a little bit more personal, personable when you play this game and, you know, customizing your, your ship and even putting things like bobbleheads, like kind of in the cockpit, like those like fun little things. I, I think that enhances the game. Um, definitely. And for me in terms of the campaign, yeah, I definitely think with what you said that I hope it's not too long. Um, mainly because when I played battlefront two, I don't know if you can attest to this, Chris, but when I played battlefront two, so many times when we actually got into the ship as um, Inferno Squadron, I felt that those missions were just so boring. And it was like, go destroy this and go destroy that or fly through the debris of the Death Star. And that was it. And it, and those missions just took way longer than they had to be. Yeah, I think I can totally agree with you. I just think also with the mechanics of how starfighting worked in the game, it just you always wanted to finish that mission as fast as you could. You could either get to the beautiful cutscenes that were in Battlefront 2 or, you know, get back down on the ground with Inferno Squad and fight with Aiden Versio like the way you want to. It's just not, it's not a, it wasn't a lot of fun. So, yeah, short campaign, nothing too crazy, but as long as all the focus goes into the multiplayer, which I'm, it's looking like it's going to be, then I'm okay with it. Now, the addition of Harris Nandula and what looks like Wedge Antilles, in the uh, in the story, we'll see how that plays in. I don't see them playing a major role. I see them, I see Hera being like, "Go destroy this. I'm your commander." Okay, you know, I don't really see anything big coming out of that because you never know if Hera's going to show up in one of these, you know, live action Star Wars shows that are being mm-hmm. announced with, like every single day. Um, so I think. I think they're going to play really minor roles and they were just used to put in the trailer to this to get really hardcore Star Wars fans excited. Yeah, I definitely think that Hera and Wedge and another character was uh, Admiral Ray Sloan. I think those are definitely fan service characters. I'm sure they're going to, you know, kind of like exactly what you saw in the trailer. You'll see them, though, kind of like with Hera, the role that she has in Alphabet Squadron. You know, she's in that book a little bit, but mainly it's just there as like guidance or to be the commander of Alphabet Squadron. So... I definitely think having those characters 
you know, obviously is kind of like letting them know, yes, this is going to be canon. And some new things that are going to come to canon, not just along with the story, but also new locations, Chris. Uh, Yavin Prime is going to be a location, one that we already know. But after that, there are five more. Uh, and bear with me with the names. So one of them is Esselus, the Nadiri Dockyards, Sisabo, Gallatin, and Xavian Abyss. So going off the concept art of these locations, it definitely looks that these game modes that we're going to be playing are going to be pretty tough considering kind of like the environment and everything that's around there. So what do you think about the locations? Um, I think the locations look great, the concept art. Um, I think Yavin Prime and um, Zavian Abyss, once again, we don't really know how these are pronounced yet, so bear with me. I think they kind of look similar. One's just purple and blue, one's orange. Um, I We'll see how that, that plays, but I agree with you. I think it's going to be a little interesting to see how we navigate through these areas. I'm hoping it's not like the wreckage, like if you played in a Starfighter Assault in Battlefront 2 and you played at the Death Star 2 wreckage above Endor. I died mainly to debris rather than trying to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, it always happened because even online in multiplayer, it was the same way. I always, I, I'm just hoping that that's not the case in this and that, you know, we'll be able to more free fly because what it looks like from the gameplay is you're going to be able to turn around on a dime yeah. in some way. And it'll be really interesting how that plays because Battlefront, when you turned around, it was like, you're done. You know, you're turning right into a rock. So I'm interested to see how that goes. There are, there, most of these maps look like there's going to be some debris floating of some sort, whether it's asteroids or Imperial ships or new Republic ships. So, you know, I like you, like we've kept, like we've said before, I think just getting your hands on it is really going to tell us. But right now the maps look gorgeous, but that's all I can say. Yeah, and like what you say with the debris, I think this game is very much going to challenge a lot of gamers in terms of flight dynamics and things like that. Because this is a first-person game, so you will be literally in the cockpit. And for some people who even want a bigger challenge, this game is going to be available fully in VR, which, I mean, I don't have a VR headset. Um, I don't think you do as well, Chris. So we're, we probably won't be trying that. But it looks like this game is definitely going to be very skill-based. And obviously in terms of uh, flying and turning on a dime and like doing all these crazy acrobatic things with your Starfighter, it very much depends on the Starfighters that you're actually using. And there's going to be four different uh star fighters for each side for this game so you have the x-wing and the tie fighter the u-wing and the tie reaper the a-wing and the tie interceptor and lastly the y-wing and the tie bomber and they fit into these classes which are fighter support interceptor and bomber so i think and obviously in terms of like going to the game modes we're going to have the dogfight game mode and we're also going to have the fleet battle game mode this game to me definitely shows that you have to play as a team and you have to kind of work with that dynamic of all the classes in defeating the team and taking down the fleet or winning that dogfight. Yeah, I'm really excited to see how, you know, both game, both uh, online game modes, which we'll get into in a minute, are 5v5, and there's four ships on each side, if I'm not wrong. Um, so I think it'll be really interesting to see if all four ships are going to be needed and plus, like, a duplicate, obviously, as the fifth person. Or if, the, like, that that's what I hope this is, is, like, every, like everyone plays a different role. 
mm-hmm. kind of like I know you're I know you're a big fan of Apex Legends, but you know how every single character kind of has a different role or can do exactly. different things. So I kind of hope that this is what this is like. Um, I could very well seeing this being like you know the X-wing is clearly the far superior ship, and it's five X-wings versus five Tie Fighters. Mm-hmm. I hope that's not the case. I could see that happening in the dogfight mode, which is just team deathmatch, but in the more objective-based mode, I would really like to see where you almost, in order to win, you need to have all five of those, those like all four of the ships in some capacity. Yeah, and going into the game modes, uh, especially the flagship one being fleet battle, first you have to, it's basically like team deathmatch at the beginning, and then once you take down a certain number of starfighters, then you move on to taking down the capital ship. And I I believe there's something else in between there. And like what you said, using all of these ships, I definitely think that's going to be necessary, especially when you want to take down a capital ship and you want to take down the defenses or the power supply, things like that. You're going to need that, uh, that Y wing, or you're going to need the tie bomber to do that. And it's very much going to focus on, can you work well with your team? And I think that's a very interesting dynamic to a star Wars video game, something that we haven't really, seen before i mean yeah starfighter assault but even then like that was a pretty you know vanilla version of of what we're getting in this game yeah i'm really excited to try out that fleet battle game mode i think that's what's really going to carry this game if anything the dog fights just you know your normal team deathmatch the story will be whatever the story is but that i think the fate of the game is on that fleet battle mode unless they add other modes which i wouldn't be surprised if they do it just Two modes kind of seem a little low for online, especially a mm-hmm. launch. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if we get more to begin with. And maybe they only announce two right now. Maybe because we, we, it's only June. We've got, what, four months till this game comes out? A little mm-hmm. under four months. They're, they could announce more stuff on the way um, in that time. So I just hope that it's, it's a well-balanced game and it's just fun, you know. You, you meet in that little meeting room with your team and you talk through strategy and that'll be so cool. You know, there's not a lot of video games out like out there like that. And I guess transitioning to what you were, you mentioned earlier, I think this is what could really turn star Wars gaming into the, into the esports platform. A team of five against a team of five where strategy is really the strong point. I think that's exactly what star Wars wants. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if this becomes a competitive game if it if it takes off. Yeah, and I really hope for that because how cool would it be to just go on Twitch and then like watch a, a championship series based on this game? I mean, obviously that depends on how you know Motive and EA kind of balance this game as it progresses. Uh, but I think one of the things that's going to help with that, especially in terms of team strategy and making it competitive, is the fact that these ships, all four ships, have loadouts that you can customize with various components and i believe there's around 50 components that you could uh customize your ship with i'm looking at the the graphic right now one of them being laser cannon you got a turret mine you got a, a deflector shield you got an astromech droid a tractor beam so again going back to that flexibility which looks to be like the key factor in this game being able to you know get what you're comfortable with and, and get that loadout to where you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm real good with this and kind of tinkering with it. I think that's going to carry the game in terms of shelf life, but also really enhance the competitiveness of it. Yeah, I'm really excited to see how these loadout works. I mean, 
it's, you know, YouTubers are screaming because they're thinking, like, oh, my gosh, now I can make videos about best loadouts on things and all that stuff because that's immediately what I thought of. Maybe I just have a different mindset. But I'm excited to see because it's truly going to be a total, totally customizable experience. You can decide whether to go VR or not. You get to you get to customize your character for the story, customize your dashboard in the in the pilot, like in the in the cockpit. You get to customize the ship itself. I think that's that's the real thing that I think I'm the most excited for is that it's going to really feel like it's my ship that we're mm-hmm. flying. And I think that that's what they're trying to go for and that's what they're trying to go for. They're succeeding with in my mind. Yeah, most definitely. And we're going to have a real good month in October in terms of Star Wars video games. Because not only do we get this on October 2nd, but we get Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga on October 20th. And that kind of, and after that, it's kind of a blank canvas in terms of what we're going to get in Star Wars video games. So I guess transitioning now, Chris, what do you want to see for the future of Star Wars gaming? Now, I think I might be beating a dead horse when I say what I want to see is, though, me and you have been playing a lot of Battlefront 2 in the past couple of months, I would say, oh, because yeah. the, the, the game has really aged like a fine wine. And, you know, DICE just recently, the, the funding just got cut for Battlefront 2, which is really depressing because I really, I really thought it was reaching its highest point. Um, but I think Battlefront 3 is something that EA, Lucasfilm, whoever, whoever's the guy in charge there... Um, needs to really, they need to crack down on that because if they could launch Battlefront 3 where Battlefront 2 is right now and improve, oh my goodness, that could be the greatest Star Wars game ever, in my personal opinion. You improve the star fighting, you improve some of the hero gameplay, in my opinion, put in a couple of different modes, and I think that game could really be amazing. And I think that's the game that I would, I'd spend 60, 80 bucks on that, launch it on the PS5, Xbox Series X, PC, you know, cross-platform. Now that we didn't talk about this, but Star Wars Squadrons is going to be cross-platform. And they were able to do that. I think that, I'm serious, they could sell millions of of copies of this game. And I think it would really be a, you know, disappointment if they never did it because there's, there's really no talking about it. But, that's what I want to see from the future of Star Wars games. I don't know if it's different from yours, but what do you think? Well, I definitely think that's Battlefront is what I want to see. I want to see that third Battlefront really bad because, like what you said, DICE got its funding cut by EA, uh, and the game was really in its best state, especially in terms of like the fans really enjoying it while they play. And you know, we obviously have gotten some rumors that we were supposed to get Ahsoka, we were supposed to get Padme, Ventress, uh, and all of that was before the funding was cut. And I really want to see characters in a new Battlefront that we haven't seen before, you know, like like Ahsoka, like Padme, um, even some of the Rebels characters like Kanan or Ezra, like how cool would that be to see, to be able to play as those characters, you know? And, and Battlefront 2 did a lot of good stuff, you know, with Supremacy. Um, it, re- it kicked off like, EA and doing their video game campaigns, which I would say the success of that campaign led to Fallen Order. And, you know, there's rumors that Fallen Order is going to become a series now. That's also something that I want to see. Uh, But just kind of like different things, you know, that's what I want to see with Star Wars gaming, you know. I mean, Battlefront, of course, that's the flagpole. 
game for them. I want to see that. But I think recently we've seen Star Wars really excel in its storytelling in video games. And I want to see more of that. I want to see more original stories, more original characters, and kind of go into a different part of the universe that we haven't seen before. Yeah, and I couldn't agree with you more. Fallen Order, the campaign for Battlefront 2 were both fantastic. And, you know, they've come out and said Fallen Order is most likely looking to become a franchise, which I'm really interested on how they're going to continue that because, you know, I I have no idea how they're going to do that. I think hopefully that means they're going to blow us away. But um, I'd love to get a game that has some sort of story following like a smuggler or a pirate, you know, something like, doesn't always have to be around a Jedi or the Empire or the Rebellion, for that matter. I think something in Star Wars that's kind of a little vague and is a little open, I think would be great for the storytelling, because you're right. The storytelling has been the focal point of Star Wars video games recently. And, you know, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga aside, because that that game is just telling the story of all the movies we've already seen, um, they they really seem to... they really have seemed to stick to that we want stories in all of our games because I don't think they would have had a story in Star Wars Squadron if they didn't think that. Um, so you're right. Storytelling is their biggest point, and it, it would be great. I think the a cool smuggler-esque story, not not like not with Han Solo, but with someone we just don't know, I think would be a would, a, would be a fantastic idea. Yeah, and like exactly what you said, like a game about a bounty hunter would be cool, like Star Wars Bounty Hunter, or even like the games like Republic Commando, like that was such a fun game and it focused on like this elite, you know, group of clone troopers. And that's different, you know, you're not, yeah, you're not a Jedi and you're not like holding a lightsaber and, and going through that type of gameplay, but there's still so much more to offer for Star Wars that's not just using a lightsaber or flying you know, a ship. And I think that's something that we're going to see get explored like so much more, especially if, you know, a deal continues between Lucasfilm and EA. All I'm trying to say is we better get a Martez sisters video game like next year because yeah. but, uh, they, they'd be losing a bunch of money. No, I'm kidding. But like you said, with uh Republic commando, it kind of sparked an idea of mine. You know, what if they did something on like a video game of the bad batch? Like, yeah, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's in a way, it's their own elite elite squad of of clone troopers, and you know they kind of have done the elite squadron thing a little bit with command uh, Republic Commando and then Inferno Squad. Um, you know, I don't know. Like you said, bounty hunters or smugglers or somebody that does not have to be a Jedi. Frankly, I don't want it to be a Jedi because we. Jedi's have kind of been the the center of Star Wars. I wouldn't be annoyed if they kind of went out of the way of that. So, yeah, Battlefront Three and storytelling—that's that's the future of Star Wars video games. And maybe with Star Wars Squadrons, the future of Star Wars video games is esports. I know you're really looking forward to that, and you know maybe we'll get lucky. Maybe it will, and maybe it'll be a success. Yeah, most definitely, and and just kind of everything going on. We get so much news now with Star Wars, you know, not just in terms of video games, but we're like, it seems like every day, like what you said earlier, that we're kind of getting like rumors of a new series here, like in this time frame and in this time frame. So, so anything is possible really. 
uh, as long as there's a like passionate group of people behind it. And that's kind of what we saw in EA play with the um, head of Star Wars Squadron just kind of saying that it, it was like a grassroots movement of people who worked on Battlefront 2 and they really wanted to see this happen. And now it is happening. So hopefully we can get a lot more of that um, pretty soon. Now, Chris, I'm going to put you on the spot here a little. Uh, what is your favorite Star Wars video game ever? Oh, my favorite Star Wars video game ever. This is tough, you know, because I was actually thinking about this earlier today because uh, something we haven't mentioned, um, Star Wars Pod Racer is being released on PS4, and I, I honestly have only been paying attention to PS4 because that's what I own. It's like next week or so. Yeah. So I mean, I, that that game comes to mind because if you've never played it, it's amazing. Um, but... Goodness, I think it's got to be the original Battlefront 2 just because of the storyline in that, where you got to play as the 501st and you got to play as Anakin during Order 66. It's got to be Battlefront 2, and it's not even be- because of the, you know, the Galactic Conquest game modes. It's just because of the I loved the story in Battlefront 2, the original Battlefront 2. Now, I think the current Battlefront 2 is a close second for me simply because. I don't know how many hours I put into that game, but I really like that game, and I thought the campaign's great. I think Iden Versio is a great addition to Star Wars canon. So, you know, it's really close to a tie, but I think the old one kind of edges it out. Now, you put me on the spot, so you got to tell me yours now. Yeah, I'm probably in the same boat as you with uh, the OG Battlefront 2, but I think if there were... There's definitely competition there. I remember this one game called... Star Wars Renegade Squadron that was on the PSP and I played the crap out of that game and it was so much fun and again like you customized your character and you went to these you know insane planets that you had never heard of and it was so much fun and I remember and I still have the Darth Vader exclusive PSP so like playing that game on that just brings back so many memories from my childhood also Rogue Squadron that I mentioned earlier when kind of comparing Star Wars Squadrons to this game and then and again like what you said the the current Battlefront 2, you know, and Fallen Order's up there as well. But I would definitely say the OG Battlefront 2. It, it was just so much fun, so mindless, but the amount of hours that I put on that game was insane. Yeah, the OG Battlefront 2 is undefeated. But like you said, with Fallen Order, that one definitely crosses my mind. I think it's got an unbelievable story, but I think what it lacks is it took a really long time before them to release, like, other modes other than the story. And frankly, I haven't even gotten a chance to play those other modes yet, the, the uh, meditation training modes. And, for, and without that, I haven't. I can't really give a good judgment on the game, but it's definitely up there as well. I played a crap ton of Star Wars Bounty Hunter. I still have it on my PlayStation 4. Uh, I played Republic Commando. You know, those are... I. It's so hard to pick one Star Wars game because they're just they're all so much fun, especially just being a Star Wars fan. You just you just love you 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 take all that in because the more Star Wars you can get, the better it is. You know, we haven't even mentioned how much fun was the Force Unleashed. Like, I was oh I was just thinking that. I was like this is what I'm about to say right now, but you beat me to it. Yeah, the Force Unleashed was so much fun. Oh my goodness. Star Killer like Obviously, that can't be canon because, oh, my God, he was overpowered. Yeah. But it was just – I remember playing that. I had that on the Wii, so I remember swinging the lightsaber on the Wii. You know what I mean? So it just kind of felt right. 
And it was just, oh, my. That one was both of them, one and two. And now you can argue which one was better, but I just loved the aspects of all of them. Um, I actually didn't know that you played them. I thought we had a conversation where you didn't. Maybe I was talking to somebody else, but those were just, oh, my gosh, those were so important for my childhood. And I think if I told that to my mom and dad, they'd be like, really, Star Wars? <laughs> but I was, I was like, yes, Mom, that is the greatest. Yeah, never forget when he just brought down an entire Star Destroyer. Like, <laughs> talk about overpowered. He literally, he destroyed everyone. Made Ray trying to pull down the little trans the transport yeah. and Elijah Skywalker look puny. Oh yeah, he was like, God. "Let me show you something." <laughs> like the colors of the lightsabers you could choose, you know, the lightning powers. The oh my gosh, that that game was just it was a ton of fun. And you know, I I totally forgot about it until right now, and now I'm kind of sad that I can't play it anymore. But yeah, I I can't believe I didn't bring that up. That might. That might be in the tie for first as well, just because of how much influence it had on me. That made me fall in love with Star Wars just as much as Battlefront 2 did, I believe. Well, yeah, most definitely. And and maybe we'll get something very much along the lines in the future in terms of Star Wars gaming. But I think we're wrapping it up here, and I guess we'll go back alongside tradition, Chris. What are you watching right now, and what are you reading? What am I watching? Well, I'll be completely honest with you. It's been a long time coming, but I just finished Star Wars Rebels about a couple of weeks ago, and oh my goodness, what took me so long? Yes, the clapping, I, I hear the applause from Zeno. I don't know what took me so long. The last season of Rebels is must-watch Star Wars, and you just, I don't care what you say about the animation, you've got to watch it. It's got some of the best characters in all of Star Wars. The whole Phoenix Squadron is just so good. And, you know, it's led me into, you know, broadening my horizons with Star Wars because I felt like I needed to finish Rebels in order to read some books or do some certain things. Uh, I just finished Thrawn Alliances, which goes right up into Rebels Season 4. And then in between, or right after Thrawn Alliances, I read Master and Apprentice, which took me about six or seven days. I love that book. I'm a big Obi-Wan guy, so it was, like, really easy for me to read. And I'm in the middle of Thrawn Trees, and I'm about, I'm about 110 pages into that. And I'm glad I finished Rebels because this takes place right in the middle of it all, and I wouldn't, yep. it wouldn't have made any sense. And I'm enjoying it so far. It's definitely a very political book. You warned me about that. But I'm not watching anything currently because I, did, I just did finish Rebels but I am reading Thrawn Treason, and I hope to have that done by the time Shadowfall comes out next week. Now, we'll see about that, but <laughs> I hope to have it done. What have you been watching and reading? I know you've been reading a bunch of different Star Wars stuff, so I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Yeah, well, I mean, right now I'm I'm reading Queen's Peril, which just came out um, earlier this month in June by E.K. Johnson. It's a prequel to the other book that she's written called Queen's Shadow. Um, really enjoying it. There's there's a lot of characters in it. That's kind of like one of my only complaints. So many characters that we already know. And to me, I would rather just have a more centralized story in terms of Padme or Queen Amidala. Um, but still, I re- I'm enjoying it. Um, almost done with it. I'm trying to get it done before a week from today because that's when Shadowfall comes out. So, you, you know, I know you and me, we're going to, 
get on that right away. And I'm sure we're going to have a review for that um, very soon on the podcast. But watching, um, not watching anything Star Wars right now, watching this new series called Community. Um, well, it's not new. It's it's new to me, but Community with um, Gillian Jacobs and Donald Glover and them. It's so funny. And e- even John Oliver, I didn't even know he was in it. But very fun uh, little series that I'm watching right now. So, yeah. Wow, digging into a little bit of the world of the Russo brothers, huh? Maybe you're going to start watching Marvel movies now? Oh, boy, I, I did not even know that the Russo brothers made that. I am switching series. <laughs> no, they, they, they uh, I believe they directed some episodes. Maybe I'm wrong, but I know I know they did some stuff on that show. But, uh, yeah, I think that just about covers everything we've done. We're excited for Star Wars Squadron, uh, Squadrons, my apologies. Um I can't wait for it to come out so we can give a give a review of the game, which I think we'll be able to do fairly soon because, like we said, we don't expect the story to be very long. And, you know, we'll be able to get our fair share of gameplay in, um, especially if the world continues to look like the way it is right now, which we send our uh, well wishes to everybody who's dealing with, you know, problems during this pandemic. It's not going away, and we hope everybody's staying inside and staying safe. Um, but... I think that just about wraps it up for me. Do you know you have anything else to say? Uh, no, not really. Just just stay inside, social distance, wear a mask if you're going to go out, and, and we're going to get through this, and Star Wars will help us. So there we go. That's for sure. All righty, well. All righty, Chris. Let's, uh, let's wrap it up here, and we appreciate you guys listening, and uh, look out for a new podcast soon. It may cover some of this series that's coming up and may cover the shadow fall so just keep up with our twitter account at death star radio one on twitter and uh that's where you'll see all the news exactly so may the force be with you all